Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Saturday night get together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming your way live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and family? Rocket can. All right, joining me to talk about the National Football League is a former NFL lineman, uh, spent years in the league, and has been doing the media thing for a couple decades now. His baldy breakdowns on tape are as good as you're going to find around the National Football League. See him all the time on the NFL Network. We get him for a couple minutes here. Brian Baldinger joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Baldy? I'm good, Jody. It's good to hear your voice. I know that... uh we got a big slate of games coming up this week, and I hope everybody is really getting excited about it. Um, you know, I mean, all day tomorrow, tomorrow night, Monday night is, is really uh, shaping up to be a weekend, I think, that's going to really show a lot about this league this season. It, it will. It should. I believe that's what we're going to get. But you know what I was shocked to see, Baldy? I don't want to ask you some things about the league in general and just how they played uh, the first couple of weeks. But in, you brought up the matchups. I'm shocked. There are only, out of 16 games this week, two matchups of two 2-0 two and o teams. Now, I know that's yeah. ha- happenstance and circumstance, and I think we're going to have some great games. doesn't matter whether they're 0-2, 2-0, or 1-1, and and the matchup between them. But the only two games with two 2-0 two yep. teams are the Rams and the Bills yep. and the Chiefs and the Ra- uh, Ravens. We all expected yeah. the Chiefs and the Ravens, so I guess I'll go there first with you. Did you expect the Rams and the Bills to be 2-0 at this point? I didn't. Uh, I thought that they would be improved, though, Jody. I didn't know that they would both be undefeated. I I thought the addition of Stephon Diggs, I thought, was really going to help complete the offense. Uh, and then I just, you know, just hearing Sean McVay talk about the disappointment of a year ago with the Rams, I knew that he was going to make a commitment to the run game. He's playing three young running backs. Uh, the offensive line is improved, and they are running it. They came to Philly last week. They, did, you know, destroyed the Eagles in their home opener. Um, so, you know, I think both offenses are are really good right now, and the quarterbacks are playing at a high level. So, generally, when you get that, you usually get teams that are you know getting off to good starts. Usually, when you get off to two and zero start, you think, all right, hey, we got a chance to grab first place in our division. Well, they're tied for first. With the Cardinals, with the Seahawks, and the 49ers, the defending uh, NFC champions, are sitting in fourth place at 1-1. One and one. How good is the NFC West? It's good. It's good. You know, it, it can turn upside down. 
but also, obviously Russell Wilson is just uh, you know playing out of his mind. I mean, just this, Jody. Last year, the pay, I know it's a different year, but the Patriots gave up a total of seven touchdown passes the whole season last year. Well, they gave up five uh, to Russell Wilson last week. You know, and then if you look at uh, Kyler Murray, I mean, he could easily be in the conversation for an MVP. I mean, it's only two weeks, but he's he's just a difficult guy to defend. I mean, he's the eighth leading rusher in this league. He's averaging seven and a half yards a carry. He's got a, a true dog at the X receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. And, oh, you look up there now, and DeAndre Hopkins leads the league with 22 catches. So, you know, they're and they've improved defensively at every level. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the 49ers have really been crushed by injuries. We saw it last week against the Jets. And, uh, you know, you lose a lot of really good players. You're not sure really what's going to happen with all the backups that are going to be forced to play here in the coming weeks. Two guys you mentioned so far. Uh, Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. The two teams that they've gotten to are both 2-0. and The two teams that they left are both 0-2. How <laughs> yeah. foolish were those teams to, because of a little infighting and not everybody on the same page, how foolish were the teams to actually trade those two players? Well, I, I mean, quite foolish. Uh, because they're both proven players, and they both can beat double teams and make things easier for everybody else. And so when you take DeAndre Hopkins out of the Houston Texans offense, now they have played the Chiefs and the Ravens, so they maybe have played the two best teams. But really, Deshaun Watson, that was his go-to guy um, in Houston for a number of years, the last three years for sure. And when he's not there, I mean, there's nobody to take double teams. And then, to you know, Deshaun Watson's second or third read is a lot easier to find. Um, there's just they just don't have a player like that, and they and, and it's not going to he's not going to show up. Uh, and the same thing really in Minnesota when you watch how how poorly Kirk Cousins is playing, um, you know they just don't have a guy they can just throw it up to on you know go routes or to beat really a, an elite corner in the league. The, you know I mean Adam Thielen is a good player, a really good player, but they were really good together, and to see both those teams without their star number one wide receivers. Uh, they've both taken a step back. You mentioned how the Texans have had the uh, toughness of the schedule going Kansas City and Baltimore. First two weeks is certainly no bargain whatsoever. Now they go into Pittsburgh against the 2-0 Steelers, who I'll say have probably been the most impressive team for me in and above what I thought they were going to be. Yeah, the Ravens and Chiefs are both very good. I expected them to both be very good and to be 2-0. I wasn't sure about the Steelers, and they're a pretty good 2-0, and Roethlisberger looks like he's uh, come back 100% healthy. If the Texans lose to the Steelers this week, is their season over at 0-3? Well, I don't think it's over because I think they can beat all the teams in their division. So they still have, you know, six division games left, and they're capable of beating Tennessee and Indianapolis and Jacksonville, although I think all those teams are pretty good. But, I mean, they're capable of beating all those teams. They know them really well. I mean, if they went 6-0 and in their division, um, you know, which is possible, or 5-1, and I mean, they'd be in the hunt. But it would it, be an uphill climb. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts were 1-5 two years ago, Jody, and they made the playoffs. So it, it is possible, but it'll be an uphill climb. Um, you know, it's just, it's darn near impossible, but I won't say that because Deshaun Watson is just that capable of digging a team out of a hole like that.
I agree with you there. We're talking to Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, uh, podcasts everywhere. Uh, his Baldy breakdowns on video are as good as you're going to find around the NFL. He's breaking down stuff for us tonight here on CBS Sports Radio. You mentioned uh, the quick start that the Cardinal quarterback has gotten up to, and I'm a huge Tyler Murray fan. He's on the young side. Then you have the grizzled veteran, Aaron Rodgers, who has been dynamite both of the first two weeks. And there are some uh, media types out there who have started to predict the going backwards of Aaron Rodgers. And uh, the drafting of a quarterback during this offseason kind of added fuel to that fire. I think he's done a pretty good job putting out the fire these first two weeks. How good has Rodgers been in your video breakdowns? He's been outstanding. I mean, really, you can't find a bad read that he's making right now. And they just do a lot of subtle things, Jody, to get receivers free. Now, obviously, last week, Aaron Jones was dynamic. I mean, he leads the league in rushing, leads the league in yards from scrimmage, and a big part of it was what he did against Detroit. And, you know, they just call great plays against known coverages or anticipated coverages. And they they shook him free all day long. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers trusts two guys. Uh, implicitly. He entrusts Devontae Adams, who got banged up in the hamstring last week in the third quarter, and he trusts Aaron Jones. Now, that's not to say that Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Al Lazard um, aren't good, but they have two great run-blocking tight ends in Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tunyon, and they play a lot of two tight end sets, so they've been able to run the ball pretty good. They protect with those tight ends, and Aaron Rodgers for the first time, I mean, it's only a two-game sample, Jody, but the first time in at least the last three years now, the ball's coming out of his hands fast. And he's even said, look, these guys are winning quick. You know, if they if they win their route quick or their coverage quick, I'll get it to them quick. I, I don't have to hold it and run around. And when he can get rid of the ball just quickly, I mean, he honestly could play the game in a tuxedo. It wouldn't get dirty. I mean, the ball, I mean, he just looks that elegant out there throwing the football. He has played dynamite these uh, first couple of weeks. All right, I want to get your take on uh, Philadelphia Eagles, team you used to play for. I know you followed them uh, pretty succinctly. A lot of debate as to the struggling offense they have. Is it on Carson Wentz? Is it on Doug Peterson? Is it on Howie Roseman because of the weapons he has or hasn't put around Carson Wentz? Again, uh, through your film breakdown, why has the Eagles' offense struggled as badly as it has weeks one and two? Well, I would say it's a combination of everything you just mentioned. Uh, I thought they came into the year with um, not very good depth on the offense line. Now, they have lost three starters, Jody. I mean, anybody would be crushed by that. You, you know, you lose Brandon Brooks. You lose, you know, Sayamalo. You lose Andre Dillard. I mean, you lose three starters in the offensive line. I mean, that's... But, you know, the, the guys that have been in there, Matt Pryor last week, uh, you know, Ebern Driscoll, the rookie from Auburn, played well in week one against uh, the, the Redskins. Carson is struggling, Jody, and there's nobody that can deny it. And, you know, they can give all the, you know, the lip service that coaches want, you know, that they do oftentimes. But his mechanics are just terrible. And, I, I you know, they have a bunch of guys over there. Marty Morningwake's been a head coach, worked with quarterbacks, and, Rich Gangarello is supposed to be pretty good with quarterbacks. And Doug Peters, you go through the whole list of coaches. They're just, he is not playing mechanically well right now. And when he does it, he misses, he misses badly. He misses wildly. And he has missed a lot of receivers. And I'm not going to put it all on Carson, 
Uh, he did get hit 14 times week one against the Redskins. That will make anybody a little bit gun-shy to start the season and sacked eight times. But he has to be mechanically better if he's going to be more consistent and if they're going to beat really good football teams this year. Um, I can't see them beating the Ravens in a couple weeks the way he's playing right now. So, you know, I, I, I hope he's I hope he's open to the coaching and I hope they're giving it to him because he needs it. Because, for example, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to it, Jody. Cam Newton looks like a, a completely different player. I think it's the best Cam Newton we've ever seen because his mechanics, somebody, whether it's Josh McDaniels or Belichick or whoever, they have really worked hard with him, and it makes a big difference. He's very accurate right now, something that Carson Wentz simply isn't. All right, we can go to Cam next. Uh, I got to give the Patriots a ton of credit because I had two or three guys on before the season started, like yourself, mainstream media, NFL guys, insiders who know exactly what they're talking about. And I asked them the same question. Is Cam going to have to change his game to fit the Patriot way or the Patriots going to change the way they've been doing it for two decades to make it fit Cam? And I thought it was going to be more the latter than the former. And at least through the first two weeks, it seems more to me like the Patriots have geared their offense to take advantage of Cam's skill set while maybe working on the mechanics a little bit. It's still Cam being Cam. Is that Belichick? Is that your offensive coordinator? Who makes that decision to take Cam's skills and put them and fit them into a Patriot offense? Well, that's just what the Patriots do, Jody. I mean, that's what they have always done that. Now, they've had Brady, so the offense is has been, you know, pretty similar. But, you know, they they have always been a chameleon in changing their offense week in, week out to whoever they're playing. Uh, whenever they ever got in trouble in the past or struggled, they always went back to I-formation and knocked people off the football. They're, they're in I-formation now. I mean, they've got a – I mean, they went to Germany, you know, Stuttgart, Germany, to find their fullback. Jakob uh, Johnson <laughs> scored a touchdown last week. I mean, you know, they, they, they will do anything to uncover football players. Now they lost their center for the season, at least for you know a while. David Andrews, that's going to hurt him. But, but I, you know, I well, Cam, give Cam credit. I, I heard on the on the flight from Logan Airport to SeaTac Airport in Seattle last week, he had his nose in the playbook for six straight hours, and people questioned whether he was ever committed like that. But you can tell he wants to be good in this offense, and he wants to be good. I, I know as good as he has been at times in the past, MVP good, Jody. He's never come close to completing 70% of his passes. And he's completing 70% of his passes. Now, some of it is dink and dunk, but still, he's putting it in a good position where guys can run with it after the catch. Um, and it's not just Julian Edelman. I mean, he's, he'll find, you know, Jacoby Myers. He'll find, uh, you know, any of his tight ends. I mean, he, whoever's open, I mean, he's, he's, He's really doing a good job in the pocket. His pocket presence is good. He's not looking to run, looking to carve you up from the from the pocket. And they were down the one yard line. You know, the chance to go two and zero last week. Um, you know, right. Um, you know, great football game against Seattle, and he took him down the field to get in the position to do it. And it was a great drive by him. All right, let me ask you about that last play. Uh, as great as he was, as great a game as it was, and I think the Patriots have done a great job of getting the most out of him. That's a bad play call. And we've seen goal line play calls between these two teams be questioned before, a.k.a. the Super Bowl. Um, you got to let him sprint out there and take the choice between run and pass rather than just a straight run, don't you? 
Well, it was a power. It was a quarterback power. The right guard, Shaq Mason, was pulling on the play. And Bobby Wagner, you know, I mean, with all his wisdom, and he blitzed it. And the guard, instead of really blocking the guy he was supposed to, came back and blocked the, the blitzing Bobby Wagner. He had no lead block on the play. They had scored on that play, very similar play, early in the game from the one-yard line. So, and then they had run a play action out of the same formation when they threw the ball to Jakob Johnson for a touchdown. So they had kind of lined up in the same formation three different times from the one-yard line and had scored the first two times, Jody. So, well, we can debate the result of the play. The fact is that they had success out of that formation. Okay. I mean, it was really Wagner that came on the blitz that kind of screwed the whole play up. He had success up until that play, and that's a key differential. I, uh, last week, I'm sitting here watching the late games because I'm on here on CBS the last couple hours of the late Sunday afternoon games. And Herbert was playing pretty damn well with the Chargers, and I certainly saw him in Oregon. And then I saw him, maybe it was because he was in the uniform. Not only did he play like Phillip Rivers, even his delivery to me is like Phillip Rivers because they're both slingers. Neither one of them come gunshot right off the ear. They come from down under a little bit. The ball jumps out of their hands quickly and they're damn accurate. Uh, number one, do you see a similarity in just the way they throw between Phillip Rivers and the guy who's going to replace him, Herbert, in L.A.? And number two, could Herbert be that type of quarterback over a career? Well, I was at SoFi Stadium last weekend, Jody. I announced that game. She's okay. And, of course, you know, nobody knew what was going on with Terod Taylor at the time. We saw him go to the locker room, you know, right before the kick. So we thought, you know, maybe it was just a tape job. I knew they had a Bruce Sternum. So, I mean, I didn't know he was getting, you know, a pain kill shot. But, you know, they, they, they gave the keys to Justin Herbert. He took him right down the field and scored. Um, I, I would say that I wouldn't really make the comparison of Philip Rivers. This guy is a really good athlete. I mean, he's, he's really involved in the run game. He, you know, he was the Rose Bowl MVP in Los Angeles for Oregon. Um, you know, he's, he ran for three touchdowns in that game. He really gives them a lot of pop in the run game, and you have to defend him as a runner. Uh, he was outstanding, Jody. He was really good. I mean, yeah. we, we, the, the offense really was stuck in the mud the first week against Cincinnati with Terod Taylor. I'm not knocking him, but it wasn't very dynamic. I mean, he was, he was outstanding. He made one bad throw in that game. And Patrick Mahomes made him pay. But other than that, uh, when they when the coach came out, Anthony Lynch came out and said that he's going to start Terod Taylor as my starter. Now he's going to start this week. If he puts up a performance like he did last week, I mean they're ready to go. I mean that guy, he makes that offense much more dynamic. He does have a very good arm, and he does throw a good ball, Jody. You know? And that that offense looked totally different with him at quarterback. Yeah, the Browns said they were going back to Tyrod Taylor, too, when Baker Mayfield yeah, got right. in, and the rest, they yeah, say, right. was history. Yeah. So I don't know that yeah. how Mr. Herbert will You're be right on the bench that. all that long. Baldy, great stuff as always. Appreciate whenever you come on. Yep. You always lend the best of insight. Thanks much. Uh, you doing a game this weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right here in Philly. I'm going across the bridge to the Eagles in Cincinnati. Get a chance to watch Joey B tomorrow and see if Carson can straighten himself out. 49, under, over, Burroughs throws on Sunday. Which way are you going? I'll go under. Okay. I'll go under. Most of those throws last week were two-minute drills at the end of the half and the end of the game. I'll go under. 
Okay. I'll, I'll probably go under, but it's going to be close. I think I set the number pretty well. You'll be calling a whole bunch of pass plays between Carson yep. and Joe Burrow. Enjoy, Baldy. Thanks for coming on with Thanks. us tonight. Appreciate it, Jody. All the time. Brian Baldinger. Uh, if you don't catch his Baldy breakdowns, viral stuff, he's as good as there is in the National Football League on the NFL Network. Whenever I get a chance to talk to him, I learn something. I'd like, love to learn from you, too. If you got something to share with me, hit me up, 855-212-4227. Jody Mac hanging Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.